Welcome to Let's Be Real Sports Podcast, presented by Let's Be Real Media. Watch us live on YouTube and Twitter, and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at LBR underscore media. Also, subscribe to us on any podcast platform. What's going on? BLJ here, the best hype man in the NBA. Man, I'm here with Let's Be Real. Tune in. Huh? <laughs> Hello. Since all five of us been out here, let's bring a podcast. How everybody doing? Man, we're good. Everybody looking healthy. Everybody looking, you know, like the typical five. It's good to see y'all. It's good to be back. It's good that all of us is here. What is good? What is good? Well, it's almost midnight. I'm just playing. Starting five. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So I started fat back in the building. Of course, y'all know me, P Shark, Tev, Skyla, Trevor, and Sheedy. Um, we do got a new show order this time in store for us. A week ahead of our five-year anniversary, which will be next week. So appreciate everybody's been tuning in with us over these past five years as it's coming up. But the new show order comes up as first we'll do flowers segment to give flowers to anybody in the sports world that deserves it over the past week or two weeks of having on Texas record next episode. Next up be main entree. Y'all always we always went by the fattest sports podcast in America. So that's what that segment it won't be about food. <laughs> It'll be like the main sports topic of the oh, show. Oh you think we'll find a way to talk about food in, in that segment. It's just right. Right. It just might get there. But yeah. after that we go to would you rather in real talk segments so which rather is segment we already do already well you know would you rather between this or that of course real talk segment we're getting some of this real in the sports world we can finish off controlling all if anybody has one but of course as always remember to follow us at LPR underscore media on any social media platform and subscribe to us on YouTube and on any of 11 different audio podcasting platforms but without further ado let's get started with our first segment with the flowers who deserves the flowers man this week I know I got mine. Well, that's I think you should go with yours. I think you should start with yours. You just you kick us off. I know. I know it's been a couple of weeks. And Denver Nuggets still need they still need their flowers. I, I'm still oh, keep on because a lot of people, I'm not gonna say like so much disrespect, but it's just like you hear people talking about the finals were boring. And I, I didn't I didn't really hear this much, but I heard people say that they play lower seeded teams right after everybody picked phoenix to beat them by the way after everybody picked the lakers to be a seven seed and get as far as they did and beat the denver nuggets only to get swept then get to the finals the miami heat beat a one seed a two seed you know they beat the top two teams in east conference so like give give you folks their respect Jokic won back back MVPs. people started to doubt him he showed you why he probably should have been three-time mvp right and he got the finals mvp the grand award jamal murray showed you that 
the bubble wasn't a facade. That was written to him. He just yep. got hurt the next two years. Right. <laughs> and Jokic showed you that all he needed was Jamal Murray back. Right. And of course, other moves. You got Bruce Brown in there, KCP, Christian Brown, which I still uh Braun Brown. Wait, right? you know, it's pronounced as Brown, so we <laughs> spelled like Braun, but we go as Christian Brown. His mama called him Brown, we're gonna call him Brown. <laughs> right. There you go. Got Casper, aka Aaron Gordon from uh, you know, you know, it's a thing my uncle Drew. Got him out there. Hey, I mean, shout out to them. Hey, shout out to I got Jalen. Want to try to get him on the episode to, for him to give us, get him the flowers. But man, shout out to them and Nuggets. They're gonna always get their flowers for me. Heck of a run, first championship in history. Keep turning up. Y'all still the best in the West until further notice. Facts. Facts. Um, I got some flowers that I want to hand down next, if that's okay. Um Ooh. let my flowers go out to the to the WNBA um for an amazing start to the regular season um i feel like for the most part most of the games have been there's been a channel that you can be able to watch the game on whether it's ion whether it's abc whether it's espn whether it's amazon prime whatever the case may be they've done a really i think in my in my opinion a really decent job of making sure that they're the games are accessible um i know i've watched quite a bit of wnba this season i'm pretty sure you guys have too so I think what we've gotten on that league for not publicizing their stars, not making sure that, you know, the world know or the country knows, who, you know, who's the star in, you know, in New York or in Dallas or in Connecticut or whatever the case may be. I think they've they've gotten out to a really good start in terms of advertising their players. So I think the, WA, the, the WNBA as a whole deserves credit for um, making sure that they are have, they've been out to a really good season and, and publicizing it. And I also had a couple of good games today I watched. So, yeah, really. Yeah. Anyway, we saw the crowd in one of the games. My wife was like, wow, I ain't just seen, like, a, you know, the Pac Stadium in the regular season game like that before. I'm like, yeah, they, they done well with marketing. And they uh, they just released their all-star selection, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. You brought that up. So, shout out to them. Shout out. Shout out. Um, I guess there's two people I want to get flowers to. Um, first being Shannon Sharp. Um for what he's done and taking that leap of faith to get on TV and be an instrument. Well, I want to say he was the catalyst that really drove the show. Um, We didn't turn in because of Skip Bayless. We turned in because of Shannon Sharp for seven plus years. And now he's going to be willing to call his own shot when it comes time. He's going to get the money that he deserves and whatever show he actually would like to do as well. The other person I want to give flowers to um, is Monty Williams um, for getting the contract he's gotten and making sure his wife is taken care of for everything. Um, so really, I'm not really giving it to Monty Williams. I really want some Monty Williams, but also the Detroit Pistons for really looking out um, for family and putting an emphasis on how important it is to have Monty Williams taken care of and his family taken care of so that they can progress and do better. Um, as a team. So Shannon Sharp, uh, my two wins, I guess, the Detroit Pistons as well, and one conglomerate. Uh, well, for me, uh, I just like to give flowers to all of our childhoods right now. Uh, if you grew up in the early 2000s or to the mid or late 2000s, uh, you know about Slam Ball. For those that don't know, Slam Ball hey. will be back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, they just inked the deal with ESPN. So big shout out to all of our childhoods. We, we It's slowly but surely trying to make its way back 
as they say, life is nothing but one big cycle. It looks like everything is just looping back around. So, uh, shout out to ESPN for inking that deal to get Slam Ball back on TV. And she, you brought up the Detroit Pistons. Um, I wanted to bring up first of all, I guess all of the families uh, and all of the kids who were drafted uh, a couple of days ago, uh, but more specifically the Thompson twins. Um, for them to be go right back to back and have the amazing names that they do. Uh, look them up if you need to. Uh, but they got some pretty much some, uh, amazing names, and I think they're going to be uh, future stars for their uh, prospective teams. And you can just tell when they were getting interviewed by their parents specifically that, you know, they got a good head on their shoulder. So I wanted to get my flowers, you know, to everybody that got drafted, but, you know, especially them. Cool, cool, cool man. Like I said, man, flowers, going to keep positivity raining. We got the real topics. We get on people. We get on Get on people's heads, we get a little trolling in, but also got to give our flowers <laughs> to win. It's due. But before we move on to the next segment, let's get a word from our sponsor at Bedstown. Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and I want to connect you all with the opportunity to get started or get ahead. Having multiple sports book accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit our page, betstamp.app, forward slash LBR, you'll be connected to all the sports books in your region, along with the review of each platform and its unique benefits. All these sports books have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through our link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sports books, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at betstamp.app forward slash LBR. All right, it's time for Jermaine Entre. <laughs> Y'all see the title of the episode, Definition of a Rebuild. But are the Washington Wizards even rebuilding? Is it something beyond a rebuild? But let me go over everything they've done last week. They traded Bradley Bill. Chris Dasporzingis, basically, that's the main, that's the main pieces. That's how two players they traded them. This is what they all got back in these trades involving surrounding these two, including getting Chris Paul in Washington and trading him in the same cycle. They received Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Landry Shamit, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, Ryan Rollins, eight second round picks between 2024 and 2030. Four first round picks swaps between 2024 20, and 2030, and an extra 2030 first round pick straight up. All right, the Washington Wizards, <laughs> did they get the biggest bang for their buck <laughs> in these trades? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. We're going to keep it simple. Hell no. <laughs> you, know, you got Rudy Gobert, who got five first rounders, and you couldn't get one for Bill and or Porzingis? They got no. exactly one. <laughs> they got four pick no, swaps. <laughs> pick swap, cool. And they ain't no. even they choice. It's the other team choice. It's they choice to say, "Hey, I want to swap this with y'all." No. Now you know, in the Bradley Bill deal, you do know like Bill held all the cards to that, right? Because Bill That's had, the, nope. mm-hmm. yeah, he had the he had that no trade clause, so he basically could have said, "Nah, this doesn't work for me. We giving up too much." Nah, this person doesn't work for me. Uh, I'm not getting a lot in Phoenix, so yeah, he. We've probably seen the last of a no trade clause in the NBA. I'm just gonna keep it keep it 100. Jeez, there. I like that. Did I get one? Did I get one for Chris Paul? What no trade clause? No, uh, first rounder. 
No. I think for what Chris so, Paul again in the first round. Let me check again. Let that's me check. what I'm saying. They, they, they did. I think they did. Hell they did get the first in though. So in the in the in the Chris Paul Pacific deal, they got a 2031st and a 2027 second. So yeah. They did okay. get the first okay. in the Chris Paul. Okay. So, so one one so first they got one. Six years from now. One, but yeah. Yeah. One first six years <laughs> from now. Pick swaps oh, that years. might not that might not even be in the lottery. Or even the first round period, if you really just want to keep it a buck. Speaking of first round, you got you traded teams that's gonna be in the first round in the playoffs for the next few years. Good job. Yeah. All the teams. That's probably why they didn't care about the first. <laughs> and, the, and, and the messed up part about it, like this has been going, and I get it, it's a new regime in Washington, but it's like same story, different chapter with them. Like this has been going on for well over 10 years now. That, that is crazy, man. I just looked at their draft history since 2010 when they drafted John Wall overall to start this whole new process. It wasn't looking too good. Like, outside of John Wall, Bradley Bill, nobody else really panned out in Washington unless either they left and they got did something somewhere else with Rory and Otto Porter, or it just hadn't even panned out at all. Can, can I ask y'all a question? I want y'all to be real dead ass. Is Michael Jordan cursed? No. I'm trying to figure out because how. Because I no. think this is no, no, the, 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 no, the theory, the theory, and I kind of credit Skip Bayless a little bit with this. And he might not be the original person that said this, but great NBA players don't make good coaches and good GMs. It's just that simple. True, but he was a player, and ever since then, I mean, Gilbert Arenas gave him what three years before he bought, you know, did his situation. But ever since Jordan joined the team, they ain't done shit. They've been mid ever since he became the owner of the Hornets. They ain't done shit. They've to been be, mid. To be fair, what did they do before Jordan? Well, let me. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> me and Judy can tell you that, but she you take the floor. <laughs> so he said, ten seasons out of twenty seasons, they missed the playoffs. Twelve of those seasons. In none of those seasons did they get past the second round. They haven't seen the final since 1979 when gas was a lower than a dollar. What is the rebuild? Nice. And then on top of that, no, no, I'm not. I got to get all my soapbox about this one. I am so sick and tired. I got to adjust these glasses. Of people telling me <laughs> that Bradley Beal is a top 10 player. He He's is not even a top. Thank you. He's not even a top 10 player in the West. He's not a top 10 player in the East. You can go to freaking Taiwan. He might be over there, but he's no top 10 player. So I'm tired of that conversation. I'm tired of this. Is he a top 10 in his position now? No, they have a better version of him already in Phoenix. His name is Devin Booker. Now what? I'm not. I'm not gonna say he's not his, his top ten in his position. I'm not. No, top ten no. players. Like who, I mean, but it, it, to anybody's credit, who's ever caught him a top ten player? Oh, there's not enough that I've seen. Y'all seen that? Yes, I have seen You use some strange. Y'all be seeing the most random evil tweets on Twitter. Like y'all algorithm sucks. Well, we're gonna get to this in a moment because that algorithm sucks the same way the Grizzlies algorithm sucks. Yeah, but the rebuild for the Wizards was never there because there's nothing to rebuild. There's no foundation for them. They don't have anything to grow off of. The honest opinion about this. I actually like it for the Wizards. 
they have nothing to lose at this point. This is like the Utah Jazz of last year. Utah Jazz had nothing to lose. And yet again, at mo uh, plenty of times during the season, you know, up until maybe the trade deadline, there were times when the Utah Jazz were the first place team in the West. Now, I'm not saying the Wizards are going to be the number one team. I'm not saying that at all. But I like it for them as a breath of fresh air. I feel like they were handcuffed by Bradley Beal, to be honest. But in, in that same vein, this is not a team to bet on to make anybody's playoffs at all. I love you, Tyus. Jordan Poole, you probably go get the scoring record to this year, and nobody else going to score over about seven points with you. But it's not going to happen. They're going to be rebuilding until we all find God in heaven. And then maybe, maybe the Wizards will make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But until then, I don't see it. I just had the random idea in my head. I don't want to say it. Skyler, take, please go, go, go. So I, I, want, I want to answer. I want, I'm going to answer two questions. I'm going to answer Tuke's question is, is Michael Jordan um, cursed? And if Michael Jordan's cursed, damn it, I would like to be cursed as well. Regardless of what he's done as an owner, what he's done, done, done as a GM, I probably you know he got to sell the team because of gambling, right? It's okay. Because if he's cursed, I would like to be cursed as well. <laughs> I would like for people to be standing outside, you know, 45 degree weather, 100 degree weather, standing to get my shoes. If that means well, being cursed. Goes. You need a therapist. Yeah, it, 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 it is. He's already raised So then, to, so yeah. Sharky Shark, pulled the question back up. So now I want to answer this question here. Are they rebuilding? Hell no, they're not rebuilding. The better question is, are they tanking? That's what they're doing. That's what oh, they're yeah. about to start doing. Now, it, no part of me feels bad for the Washington Wizards. Nothing, nothing about me feels bad for them because I said when when Bradley Beal got that contract, I think most of us said this years ago when he got the contract. I guess two years ago. For what? You extending Bradley Beal does what for you? Because you had already seen what Bradley Beal can do for you, and we all have not been on this podcast in quite some time. So maybe the people that are just joining us may be new to this commandment. But when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. That's just what it is. And so people in the comments have said he has done, he has won nothing. I'm not discrediting Bradley Beal because Lord Jesus, the man can shoot. When he plays, he can shoot. He's really good when he's playing. But he just did not consistently give you, you know, a 65, 70, 75, 80-game season. He just didn't give you that. So why go – why go into negotiations with him to give him that contract, but then not only to give him that contract, to give him a no trade clause, which then puts you in a situation where you are today. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't feel bad for the Washington Wizards. They're re they're tanking more so they are, than they are rebuilt. That's where we at with it. I mean, if they were tanking, they could have at least been gotten. So, I mean, I know they had the eighth pick this year, but if you want to keep it a buck, if they just let Bradley Bill walk at the end of that deal, and just tank last season, they probably could have been in contention for Victor. Much smarter. But now you again, we probably would have found God, Jesus, Allah, well, who, whoever of, of all the higher powers at this point by the time the wizards are competing again. But yeah, I, I, I have no remorse for them either. So it is what it is. Yeah, the no trade clause is what really messed them up. I mean, you could sign to the yeah. deal. Take away no trade clause, you actually get something of value back for him. You really didn't get what you were supposed to get back in value for him. But hey, I, I don't even think they're rebuilding. I think they're building. 
take off the RE. Like she just said, <laughs> wherever they won, even before, you know, 1990s, 80s, like they we have they've been rebuilding since I've been alive. So they they're beating. <laughs> like, I think they they've won what maybe two <laughs> playoff, two play first round series in that 20 year time span. See what you just said? Maybe one or two. Maybe I don't know. I don't even. I'm not even going back through that I, math. I remember they made the, trash. I remember that one year they made the second round with John Wall, Brad Beal, Otto Porter. That and that's one. They and had then, a lot of hype going to the next season. Then I think John Wall and Bradley Beal both got hurt. And yep. from that point forward, it's been downhill. It's been downhill. Yep. But two, you see, you had trolling all. You can't wait to the end, or it got to be you doing this segment. It's concerning the Wizards. So that's why I said it. it that's why I said it now. Rank it and I know. Man. I know we kind of changed right, it. Let, let, let it rip, man. Go ahead. The Washington Wizards owners have this aura about them to make them this player type of just organization. They're mid on the court, but Bradley Bill was going to stay there for a reason. Gilbert Arenas, if he didn't do what he was doing, he would have been there for a reason, and they was going to get paid boo-coos of money. I say all that to say that they did all of what they did to get Michael Jordan. What if they doing all this to get LeBron James and Brandon with them? You know, the Gilbert, you know, Gilbert came after MJ, right? <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying, like, if Gilbert wouldn't have done what he done, he would have been like, he would have stepped, you know, continue. You know, you know, Gil, you know, Gil got the bag before yeah. the stuff transpired, right? Okay, I'm just trying to yeah. make sure. I'm just trying to. No, I'm saying but the fact that the owner was willing to give them that 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 bag, and you know, continues to give Bill that bag is like he don't care as long as the star player is taken care of. So on and so forth. People coming to the games, you know, you still appealing to you know Washington, which is you know pretty black community as well. It's a pretty okay situation to be in if you're a player. Now on the court, that's a different story. But then again, like I said, for them to be the team to get Michael Jordan, for them to be a team to get you know these star players and pay them what they want, and it don't matter if we win or lose. So it's like if I'm able to get Brandy James and LeBron James on my in my organization, which I think. So I just don't think they're smart enough. I don't. I, I believe it's, it's a troll because I don't trust the Wizards to even be thinking about that remotely right now. It's because here's they, the they thing: we, we just we just talked about for what six, seven, ten minutes about them pressing the wrong buttons for what shitty twenty years. What makes us think all of a sudden that they're going to press the right button now? To, and, and and even then, is that the right button to press? Drafting yep. Bronny, is that the right thing to do? Because, I mean, latest, you know, Mark Draft that I've seen, he ain't going number one. And then we just talked about, you know, again, LeBron James is a different player or a different person, but do we trust LeBron James to try to, you know, try to put a team together after what we've seen over the past couple of years? No. So is that the right button? No. I don't trust it at all, so it's a troll for me. Yeah, it's a troll for me, but I, yeah. I don't know what they I don't know what they're doing. Like Trevor said earlier, they their the right move would have been Lay Bradley Bill go last year, tank this year, and try to get fit the uh, one body in. Oh, he was all the way, that wasn't gonna happen. He was going to the Spurs. <laughs> but I'm saying ago. that's you should have attempted it. That's what yeah, you could like it was top heavy, like you had a chance. Or they could have been dumbasses again and pricked Brandon Miller, but that's neither here now. Oh uh, yeah, Candy, we are knowing savage. We, we uh, I just saw we saw that coming and that was you know yeah. yeah. I'm happy you took it immediately out. 
Like, can we compare the Washington Wizards to like Memphis construction or like redevelopment? It's always like you ever like, okay, for the people that have lived in Memphis for quite some time, for me, I let, let me speak about for me. There are times where I'm on 240, I'm on 385, I'm on Holland, I'm on Poplar, wherever in Memphis you may be, and they doing like random ass construction or random ass building. And you're like, what are y'all doing? And why is it taking so long? They took, I swear to God, a year and a half to pave Holland. And this is the, it feels the exact same thing that the Washington Wizards are doing. They've been building to what Sharky just said for 30 years. And it's like, when, when y'all gonna get done? We've been doing this for too long. The, 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 the eight o'clock and the five o'clock traffic has been the same for years. It's been terrible. What's there to, what's there to show for it? That's exactly what this is. got potholes around the city. <laughs> Man out here. So, no, nah, I'm talking on the court too. He ain't got it. I'm on board with that. He ain't got oh, it. Oh, you see, I was like, no, he ain't got it. Yeah, I, I think too, so he's not sold on yeah. on Brandon Miller. Yeah, yeah. I ain't sold. He, he ain't got it. You got to show me something. We'll see. I am. We'll see you in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Seven years. <laughs> it was though. <laughs> it was. <laughs> All right. So I think the rest of us agreed that that was a troll. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I eat the Washington Wizards. I eat the Washington Wizards. All right, man, that was fun. But let's get back on track to would you rather? So, the teams that the Wizards made all those trades to that's what we're doing to really rather on either Celtics, Grizzlies, Suns, Warriors. So, after these trades, the Grizzlies received Marcus Smart. They traded Tyus Jones two firsts for him in the three-team deal with the Celtics and the Wizards. The Celtics got Porzingis and two firsts from the Grizzlies, and all they sent out was Marcus Smart, Gallo, Muscala, and a second. The Warriors got CP3. They sent out Jordan Poole, Ryan Rollins, the 2031st and 2027 second. And the Suns got Bradley Beal, Isaiah Todd, and Jordan Goodwin, and they sent out four pick swaps, six second-round picks, Landry Shaman, and CP3. Which one of these teams would you rather have after those however many trades it took to get these players on these teams last week. Who's first? Is on me? I I go first. You got um because I I'm going to go Celtics only because as of right now, as of today, Draymond is not back on the board. I'm going Celtics based off what I've seen the past, let's call it two or three years. I've seen the Celtics in the finals. I've seen the Celtics make the Eastern Conference Finals. Technically, really, they should they should have been in the finals. But, you know, with bad shooting, with bad execution, and a better team of the Miami Heat, they did not make it to that. And so because of that, I'd rather trust the Celtics going into the next year versus, call a spade a spade, the Grizzlies who somehow, someway can't seem to get things right in the regular season and in the postseason. And... You know, there's things that I believe within the Grizzlies roster that I still believe needs to be fixed. That the Suns who have Sharky, Took, Trevor, and Skylar coming off the bench, you know, I definitely understand you got Devin Booker. I understand you got Kevin Durant. I understand you got Bradley Beal. But here's my thing. Kevin Durant, as great as a basketball player that he is, has Jim. not proven to me – that he can lead a team outside of the Golden State Warriors. And so because of that, and because I know he's getting up there in age, 
I don't trust that either. And the Warriors are not, I guess in my opinion, they are not done with the roster. I don't expect Chris Paul to be on the roster come day one. That's just me. Um, they, I've heard rumors that they're going to bring Draymond back. If that's the case, then I probably will lean to the Warriors a little bit more. But right now, he's not on the roster, so I'm going to go with the Celtics. Hmm. I want to hear from Kevin Durant fan now. That was a good segue. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, uh, we know I'm, I'm gonna disregard what he just said about Kevin Durant because that's that'll, that'll be a whole another segment for a whole another day. But if I were to pick between these four teams, uh, Draymond Green said it best when Dylan Brooks lead a team, that's when the dynasty starts, and I truly believe that. Uh, one player that I wanted over the offseason to bring that toughness, to bring that tenacity was Pat Beverly for the Grizz team. You just got him 2.0. You know what I'm saying? He was supposed to retire Boston Celtic because that culture, you know, he brought that culture, that dog mentality to the Celtics. Now you take that away from him, I, I think the t- Celtics may take a step back, even though they got better players. And, you know, Larry Big Bird, that's what Savage called him, Larry Big Bird had a great season last year. We on this podcast have the commandment to say, hey, if a player show you who he is, believe him. He had a great season last year, but is he going to stay healthy enough when the Celtics need him most? Let's see. Let's see. But for, I said, the Grizzlies, uh, I'm not, I can't go with the Suns because that's too much money for four players because where it is, they're about to get eight. There's also rumors saying they're about to get, you know, try to go. They, at this point, got old, for old veterans like, you know, a Derrick Rose or a John Wall. You know what I'm saying? I can see one of those players being out here as well, and I think those are the rumors out here as well. But, you know, I like that team, but I like where the Grizz are. I like the fact that John Morant won't be playing the next 25 season, uh, next 25 games. I like the fact that we oh, traded. I say, what? Oh, yeah. my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got breaking news on I like the fact that John's not going to be playing because, and the fact that we traded ties because it's literally – I've been saying it for the longest. I think the Grizz are going to take a step back this season. And I kind of want us to because if we're not able to get everybody we wanted, we, we've been wanting what the Bradley Bills of the world. Now nah, we can't get him. He just got traded to Phoenix. The Jalen Browns, he about to sign a big contract against Celtics. So it's like nobody really wants to come to Memphis. We got to do what we got to do what the Warriors did and go through the draft. Granted, you know, we didn't pay. We didn't. We, granted, that's another talk for another conversation of some questionable picks, but I could see a top five pick being right for the Memphis Grizzlies. I do expect us to take a step back to take that leap forward. That's what I'm, that's what I'm expecting for the Grizzlies. And I would love, y'all know me, I love a challenge. I love to be in control of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, for me, man, the, the answer is clearly the Grizzlies here. Um, the Celtics, All right, man. the Celtics do not, they still do not have a point guard at this point in time. And I got one. Who? Because I can tell you right now, they're five. They're projected five. They just tried to trade Malcolm Brogdon to the system. I believe he's a free agent this year, so he's probably not coming back. So your five for the Celtics right now is going to be Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Robert Williams when he gets healthy. Uh, And question for everyone, when's the last time Chris Stapps, Porzingis has played meaningful basketball? Like granted, he was he was healthy last season for the Wizards, had pretty decent numbers. I think he averaged around 22 a game. But we just talked about the Wizards at nauseum. The Washington Wizards weren't going anywhere. So can is Chris Stapps going Porzingis gonna be the guy that you can count on to actually even duplicate what he did in Washington in Boston? 
Phoenix, they just got too much money tied up. Um, and it's the same thing to Skyler's point with KD. I agree 100%. It's not even, I've seen it and I've seen it in Oklahoma City. So, and I just ignored it until now. When again, to what we say, when folks show you who they are, believe them. It's just that, that simple. Then I'm hearing they're trying to flip DeAndre Aiden for Tobias Harris. Um, so I don't know what, what's, what's going on in Phoenix right now. Uh, the Warriors pretty much are just trying to hold on to what could possibly be ending with this Chris Paul deal. It's almost like the Rockets getting uh, Charles Barkley and Scottie Pippen type of deal or the Lakers signing Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Uh, I just don't see how this thing is going to work for Golden State unless they're not done. Um, but we'll see what happens when free agency starts. So that just leaves the Grizzlies at this point. Um, getting Marcus Smart, getting that veteran presence in the locker room is going to do wonders. Do I see the, this being maybe the in all be all to probably push Memphis over the top? No, they still got to address who's going to be their starting three or they just play small. Uh, they still need some more, uh, Definitely use a little bit more shooting as well, but uh, for right now, if I had to choose out of these four, it would definitely be Memphis. Yeah, the team of the four teams mentioned, I think the Celtics have the best track to get to the finals um, of these four teams. Um, you know, Chris Porzingis has not played meaningful basketball. I completely agree about that, um, but I, I seen this team go to the finals without him, <laughs> um, with the Al Horford and, and you know, so Robin sure. Williams and all them other people. Um, now, granted, you know, Grant, granted, Grant Williams is probably going to be gone and Marcus Smart will be gone as well. But um, the easier track is the Celtics. The only problem I have with the Celtics is after this year, then what? Because KP is a rental. He's on the Kawhi right now. Mm-hmm. Brown needs to get paid after this year. This is his last year being on the contract. So, Actually, in, in totality, I rather of all these teams, I actually agree. I'd rather take the Grizzlies. Um, I believe the expectations are not as high as the other three teams that are mentioned. Um, any team that I believe has Kevin Durant on it is a finals type of team. Um, if you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, the Warriors, that's a finals type of team. The Celtics have proven to be finals contenders. This the Grizzlies. Well, we ain't came out the second round yet, right? So, I mean, so that's something I would actually be more on board with um, the Grizzlies and knowing that actually, you know, when you sign John Morant again, or I'm sorry, not John Morant, Desmond Bain, the more money that be able to fluctuate because you don't have to pay as many other people as well. I love Marcus Smart here, um, the tenacity. Uh, I'm not truly in love with it. I feel like there's still maybe something else missing, but maybe that happens before the trade deadline. Maybe that happens in the next offseason. But to Tuke's point, I'm not really expecting a blowout season. I'm not expecting the Grizzlies to be the number two seed as they've yeah. been in these past two seasons, unfortunately. And I'm sorry, Grizz Nation. I don't care if it's Santi Aldama. I don't care if it's Big John. I don't care if it's Kenny Lofton Jr. I don't care if it's Chris Lofton Jr. I don't care what Lofton you want to bring from the Cleveland Indians. I don't care. They're not going to be that good. And so please go ahead and be okay with possibly being a play-in team, if not a lower seed team, but you all, we can kiss that second round. I mean, that number two seed, goodbye. Um, but it's, it's called about room for growth. So I'm all there for the room for growth. This last trade deadline really convoluted the West. When you sent KD, when you sent 
Kyrie. When you sent all these, you sent Bradley Bill, you sent some stars from the East to the West. And so it makes the West more challenging where, like I said, the Celtics, I mean, come on now, they're going to keep beating the dang on 76ers. Who cares about them? And then it's between them, the Heat and the Bucks. Whereas when you go to the West, there's at least six to seven teams that can compete to keep going on and on and on. Whereas the East is maybe three, four at the very, very max. So give me Grizz. Right. I'll tell you, Dirk Nuggets and worry about none of the teams in the West, but I digress. <laughs> Boston Celtics, LD's four teams. I, too, I do choose Boston for their reason, though. The West is a deeper conference. The East, you added Christos Bozingis. You slide Derek White over at point guard. McElbride, I know he got the injury concern. It's the reason why trades to the Clippers didn't happen. With the, ironically, the Clippers have all the injuries in the world anyway, so, you know. He would just add it on, but yeah. you know. <laughs> but I do think they have the best chance. But the question about Porzingis' injury, right? He did stay healthy relatively last year. I think he played sixty-five games, so hopefully that carries over. And they've been to five East Conference, East Conference Finals in seven seasons. So, due to them being the East, I said they're the best position just immediately after these trades. Of course, the offseason is far from over. A lot of different things, other different things can happen, but I think they're in the best position. But I don't know if they necessarily solve their problem. Um, you know, better late game execution. I don't think boys he can help that, but I think uh saw Mike Patton posted he'd be posted over a three point line that does help them in that regard. But coaching Joe Mazuda got taken this still and for them to get a little better down the stretch and those things. The Grizzlies, uh, I do tend to agree with like she and uh Took two C no, and I got fat boy. Uh hey, I don't know how you how you say your first name, my guy Faustinus Boya. Bad news boy on Twitter. <laughs> I know he um he said five six C. I'm thinking probably four. I'm thinking four C or right there four. I'm five thinking C. between four and six as well. Yeah. yeah. So around the same because yeah, Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain probably might be all stars next year. So <laughs> I'm not as worried. You got Marcus Smart in there. You're not gonna be like losing like that. You they're still gonna be good. They're still gonna the Grizz are worth the season team. Let's keep it up. We worry about the playoffs with them. So they're probably they're gonna take a Taking a step down in seed that might actually help them because she ain't got all those big expectations in the playoffs come. Job and Rant be back and rolling, but you got it. He said, I said, the are, we, um, are we keeping that poor guard from the G League, uh, Shark? Oh, Jacob, get uh, I don't know yet. We'll find out. Uh, summer League come up and everything. That's my thing is depth, man. I'm I'm concerned about that. But we'll, yeah. That's like I said, another tough one. But that's why I said, if offseason, we'll see what else they say on offseason. <laughs> I said, I need to funny. I said, I'm like, free hey, agency. He said, I got it. He said, I got it on the first try, though. Man. Come on, man. That's the vibes, man. <laughs> What's good? But, yeah, the Grizz, that market smart. Us getting market smart was really big, but it's it. still, it's still another move that needs to be made. But that's just for that alone. We definitely still going to be good. Um, and Suns, like I said, I don't think they really got better. I think they're exactly where they at. <laughs> I think they're still the same team, which if health. Pending, they could have potentially beat the Nuggets, maybe. But I still think the Nuggets are better at this point in time. Warriors, I think they may have got better, but they still inside the big man issue. And like I said, offseason is over yet. Offseason isn't over yet, but you you got even shorter. And Chris Powell does help because Steph could get off the ball. He ain't got so much pressure mm-hmm. on him. He can roam around. But you're going to be extra small. Andrew Wiggins at the four and Draymond, and Draymond comes back. He's still a free agent. They still got a lot of salary cap. Because they got Chris Paul's contract. So it's a lot of things left. But right now, I say this in that order Celtics, Grizzlies, I probably say Warriors, then Suns in positioning. Um, but I think those things are it right now. 
So going for that. Next topic, real talk. Today, we talked about draft picks all throughout this episode. The value of NBA draft pick. I've been on record saying all this season, F them picks with the Grizzlies. The reason I'm saying that, because they're going to be late first round picks anyway. And late first round picks, we did stumble upon Desmond Bain. Good. That's rare. <laughs> Desmond Bain, Jimmy Butler, that, that is rare. You don't get those late in the first round. <laughs> players that turns out to be like all-star or all-star level type of players in Desmond Bain's case. So I just want to, you know, get your opinion with how much is a first round pick or any draft pick, really, all these draft picks, are they really valued in trades? Because we obviously see Washington, they value them because they really get many first back in their trades. But none of them picks are going to be high picks anyway. So what are, what are y'all thoughts on it? Yeah, I just think whether you're talking NBA or NFL, I'm just one of those people that, like, if it's not within the first 10, 15 picks, to your point, Sharky, if some picks. Like, I just feel like if you're aggressive enough, if you're keeping your team relevant, you'll do what you can um, to keep good talent, to keep your stars um, on your particular team. And so, you know, these people that hoard picks or, or things like that, it's just, it's just one of those that, like, I just feel like it doesn't do much for you. And I think you start to see now, I think led, you know, call a spade a spade, led by the Eagles, led by the Rams, led by these really good teams over the past couple of years. It's a matter of, you know, I'm willing to trade a first-round pick to get, the, the like, my weakness. If it's a corner, if it's a point guard, I'll do whatever I can to trade for that particular person or position that I need to help me win right now. Nobody – tomorrow is not promised to any single person. And so it's it's hard to, to find talent. It's even that much harder to develop talent. And so if you also don't have that within your team, within your organization – What's the point of parting it on to, to these picks as well? So I honestly don't see that much of a value in picks. Like now, if you were, I don't know, a, a team that normally that develops well, that you can find a gen, you can find a nail in the haystack, you know, year over year, then I can see that. But if you're a team that doesn't do well with development, if you're a team that doesn't, um, you know, find talent that well, then it, it is what it is. Trade that pick if you're if 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 I'm making a decision like that. Yeah, I think I agree with those sentiments, man. If I'm just gonna speak just on the NBA draft and, and, and as a whole, uh, to be honest and truthfully, if your pick is not in the lottery, then what's the use? Especially if you're a team that's contending. Even if you're a team that's tanking, if you're not in the top five, if you can't find what you can find at your spot did what's the use like you really have to go out and, and try to compete uh now as you get later and later in the rounds is you it becomes a question of okay can this person actually help this team right now and things of that nature and to scholar's point where he was talking about a team uh that actually does well and finding players at their position we gotta give cool host kudos to the eastern conference champions in the miami heat uh for for being uh great at what they do as far as finding undrafted players and probably getting one of the steals in the draft with the guy from ucla who can actually uh get some buckets so if he's able to to be groomed within that system hey it is what it is but uh, i just feel that once you scratch the surface and make the playoffs it's f them picks to what sharky said like you you need to find a way to 
take the next step in the playoffs to work towards possibly a conference finals or finals or things of that nature, or just at least just trying to stay competitive um, in their realm. Um, but yeah, it really depends on where you're picking and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, overall, it, it's very little value, honestly. It really just depends on the team. And uh, just kind of picking back on my point, I was most, I was specifically up in picks with the Grizzlies. The reason why, because they got like four first round picks on their roster now that they're still trying to develop. Like at some point, you can't, you run out of roster space. <laughs> Either you go try to build names, right? Either oh. develop the guys you got or trade them for somebody that's going to produce. Now, other teams uh, saw Mike with Christian Brown for the Nuggets. Like you can, other teams who are probably better at those, and I said the Grizzlies are bad at drafting. You're gonna hit you gonna be a stay hit on they hit on quite a bit. Brandon Clark, Desmond Baines, Xavier Tillman. So you know, you ain't gonna hit on everybody. But like Jim Nuggets at Christian Brown, um, who another team that hit on like a later round pick that's produced like the Miami Heat, all these on draft guys. Yeah. Yeah. Joker got selected in the second round. Second round, right? So we're you know, a Taco like, Bell commercial. I, I remember that too. <laughs> Denver Nuggets are good at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess to first answer your question about the Grizzlies after those picks, yeah, to your point, like, my goodness, are we ever, like, I want, is this going to be a year that, that Z takes that next step? And I've heard he's getting taller, bigger, what have you. Like, is this now time for him to showcase his talent? Because his rookie year, he started, what, about 30 games. And then all of a sudden it was just, it was kind of like an up and down, up and down, and then it just became a decline. Um, and so I, the for the Grizzlies, yes. Forget the picks. Um, we don't need no more picks. Get rid of them. Trade them for whatever. I don't even care. It's over with. Develop what you have instead of keep bringing in new bodies all the time. And I say new bodies, I mean fresh out of college bodies that you have to develop. You have. Oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, she they, said they it. She said it. <laughs> they might not. Um, well, maybe the Wizards do. Who knows? Um, but. Honestly, in this truth, like we don't have time to keep developing five, six players all season, season after season. They can't keep going to the Memphis Hustle and only Cat can watch them. Like, I'm tired of that. And so on the flip side of that, there are some geniuses within the league that know how to evaluate talent that is outside the lottery. Um, we've already mentioned, you know, the Miami Heat. I think the boss, I think Brad Stevens does a great job with eyeballing talent. Um, clearly the Nuggets organization does well. And with the new CBA, you're going to have to find some things past the lottery picks that can fulfill your roster needs. And so, yes, after picks for the Grizzlies, but also look to see what are these other organizations looking for and doing that is helping develop their players faster, stronger, or even waiting for them. Again, I'm going to go back to the Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. wasn't ready to play basketball. And they drafted him. Talk about a process, Joel Embiid. But talk about a process, and that man came alive in his first finals, beat Joel Embiid there, to make it there. So I really think it's about who is evaluating the talent and what is the need for them. But in conjunction with the new CBA, you're not going to be able to pay um, who was that that just signed those crazy deals? The the, the Minnesota Timberwolves tied about four hundred plus million dollars in all three of their bigs. Mm. Okay, so who going to dribble the ball after Anthony Edwards? And Mike Conley, how many more seasons he got? 
Who's going to happen when Mike Conley gets hurt? He might have one and a half, one and a pass. But all I'm saying is the draft picks do matter just because of the that, I believe that's one of the reasons the CBA they also want the super team, but trying to develop talent maybe a little bit faster or giving these guys a chance. But, I mean, two rounds, that's all you got. And why is it two rounds and it takes five hours? Like, what are we doing here? And by the way, right before Tuco, I uh, wanted to ask answer Mike. I did mention Jimmy Butler right when I first introduced the topic. I was saying him and Desmond Bain were two like late picks who became yeah, like all stars. Yeah, Desmond so he's all star right now, just mm-hmm. like Jimmy. So yeah, I think with me, Shady, uh, you hit like you hit the hammer on the head when it, you said that it's all on the teams that you know pick and their position because you look at a team like the Warriors. Granted, you know Steph Curry, he was a seven pick, but look at everybody who was before him. Klay Thompson was eleven pick. Look at everybody before him. Draymond, don't let me get into his situation. So, to some teams that know what the hell they're doing, which is why front offices matter, the picks mean a lot more. Then you got teams like the Magic, who literally go out and pick the same damn player for the last three years. When it's in that situation. That's when it's like they don't care about the pick. So it's really dependent on the time, it, uh, not the time. It really depends on who pick, who's picking and the information that you got. The money base just got picked in the second round. You're not going to tell me he's not going to be starting halfway through the Cavaliers season next season. He should be. Uh, he should be. Now in the chaos. Maybe uh, like a, maybe like a worst team, yeah. But not the – He's not starting on the Cavs, bro. He's not starting on the Cavs, bro. He'll get minutes. Right. He ain't starting. By the, the end, by the end of the yeah, season, I'm saying like, Mitchell or something. Season, unless, unless, Don, unless Donovan Mitchell's gone, and unless they just completely he's gonna play the three. Play. I mean, he, we, yeah, but yeah, but as long as Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, yeah, as long as Darius Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell is your backcourt, and yeah, you you're gonna be competing. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if Bro doesn't get out of Canton. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, with the can, I think it's the Canton Charge, I believe, the the G League team. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting, interesting. Well, I, I got high expectations for them, especially on that team. But like I said, they did a good job picking. The Warriors did a good job picking. The Heat did a good job. Like the Heat got a team for the undrafted players. How did they not get drafted? The Nuggets brought a Christian Brown. How did they let him fall? So it's like really, I can't say F them picks all the way because some teams know what the hell they're doing, and you got some teams that know what the hell they don't. So because the NBA is a copycat league, everybody wants to find either that hot international prospect that they could just store for a couple of years before eventually bringing them over, or they want to get the American guy that's maybe spent a year in college or doing something else, so they can have some kind of a window to develop them instead of just taking the best player available to possibly uh, work towards the playoffs or whatever. Uh, yeah, I forgot about Isaac. Oh, I want to answer that real quick. Isaac Okoro had all the time in the world last season, and if you ask any basketball head what the Cavs need, they're going to say a three. Nah, you messed me with don't. Well, he can't shoot, so that's probably the reason why. <laughs> I think they need a three, but I don't think Imani Bates is the three. Yeah, I don't think Imani Bates is the answer. <laughs> Not this year, at least. I think that's nah. the develop, development. And that's what I was about to go to next. Let that mind get in the weight room first, and then we'll, 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 we'll talk. And I was thinking development. Everybody know how to develop. 
it's not even just the players you pick. A lot of these players, these players got some type of talent to get drafted. Yeah. It's about development. The reason the Miami Heat players, maybe they were perceived as undrafted, but Miami knew how to develop. So that's the key with a lot of these teams as well. And also given the chances regular season as well. Like mm-hmm. you you give games to like, you know, nowadays, you know, some players, I mean, this might change now this upcoming season, but some guys sit out some games. So hey, listen, I need you five. Y'all not my regular starting five, but if this five gonna start tonight, you're gonna play over 40 minutes. Let's make this happen. And then I'm gonna really coach you like I was coaching, you know, a Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland type of squad. But Monty Bates, you're gonna lead me in this team off the bench today. Um, and so it's all about, I think what happens also is not giving the, the proper opportunities to players that are drafted. Um, whereas as we've seen other teams that have done that, again, not just leaving them in G League, like, okay, come on. Now let's you on the bench. And then you transition from being on the bench to playing some time. Like it's all a transition as well. Like no one just throw them into the fire. The college game and, the, and then being a professional game is two completely different games. I'm sorry. I don't care. And a lot of these guys only playing like one year in uh, college. G League is great, um, but that G League talent ain't nothing like the NBA talent at all. Right. Yeah. Facts, facts. Well, that does it for that. Anybody got trolled or not? Another 2K one earlier. <laughs> no, nah, not this week. Nobody. Nope. I still only got one either. Man. Well, that does it for the show. Uh, before we head out, I did want to just get a couple of announcements. We probably be going back to probably not every single week, but more of a weekly schedule than about weekly. Over the next couple of months, as NFL season gets rolling, uh, we're going to do like a division of breakdown to each NFL division, each episode. So a lot of people are in the comments and just anybody on Twitter, fans of other teams, these teams. I will be reaching out to get fans or people who covers teams like touring AFC South with Mike Patton, bring him on the AFC South show, bring y'all along to discuss these NFL divisions when we have the episodes late July throughout August leading up to the NFL season. But, and also next week, you hear us earlier when we first start the show, it's our five-year anniversary, so we'll definitely be back on this thing next week for our five-year run here at LBR. But as always, y'all know to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere, TikTok, LPR underscore media. Also, listen to us on any podcast and platform. Subscribe and subscribe to us. Hit the notification button on Twitter, on, not Twitter, on YouTube. It, let's be real media and let's be real sports on the audio platforms. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. If you want to know who on the NBA controls making all these trades, it's me at underscore Scott on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at the Auto Trevor. Slam ball is back. We almost here for football. Um, I wish I could have did the Dave Chappelle thing and just held the fifth sign up to uh commemorate our fifth year anniversary. But yeah, I'm at the Auto Trevor on Twitter. It's really shitty. That's all I got. Hey, shout out to the Spider Man. Shout out to Metro Boomer for killing that album. And shout out to the philosopher Marcus D. Savage. The cap is cap. No, I don't care what nobody does. Nobody say at Tab Security. Y'all know what's up, man. Shout out to the gang. Five years. Hey, god damn. Hey, and shout out to all our comments, man. Savage, Mike Patton for tuning the AFC South, Faustinus, Boya, and Candy. Also, before we end off, of course, I had a shout out three the harder way. Savage, I mean, Took, and Sheedy. First NBA season. Good run. Good job, fellas. Great run. Amazing. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate Man, it. I'm ready for season two. <laughs>
Uh, also, <laughs> shout out. This break. <laughs> <laughs> right. I need a little break. And also, shout out to, of course, Darren Jeans at the Jeans Report. He's been having a good show up here at the LBR Media. And until next time, peace.